there, Metal Faithful. What's up? Happy Thanksgiving. You know, happy Thanksgiving for me, Metal Cooper. Metal Cooper, Robert Cooper, uh, everybody at the Rattlers Broadcasting Network. Figure, you know, might as well just start out saying that. Because, uh, you know, Thanksgiving's a really, it's a really nice holiday when you look at it in the very rosy glasses. Now, if you look at it in other glasses, it gets negative and cynical and trampling because of Mars Black Friday. But, yeah, you know, happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody enjoyed their day of turkey and football and sitting with a bunch of family that they really do not like because you know that's tradition <laughs> but uh welcome to the metal hammer of doom podcast as stated before i am your host typically co-host but i'm hosting tonight because the mandated reporter mr mark radlich is uh doing family stuff and his wife would probably kill him with a rake so I'm here hosting night. It's going to be pretty great, pretty fun. And I have a co-host, that's right, like former Radlitz and Broadcasting superfan, now turned Radlitz and Broadcasting superfan slash what content producer, Mr. Jesse Starcher. How you doing, buddy? I'm putting the t- I'm putting that title on my resume. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Out there. Out there. Podcast land. podcast land. Oh, yeah. The land of podcast and the Cowboys over. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> that makes my day. That makes my life. I picked them, too. I picked them, too. And that hurts. And that hurts. I think Teasley picked them along with me, so I don't think it was a bad... I don't think it was a bad loss. Bad loss. Uh... Oh, well, hope nobody picked Carolina, because that's a bad idea. <laughs> uh, it's, when I was at work the other day, when the guy was like, hey, the Panthers can't lose this week. I'm like, oh, you're funny. It's the bye week. Yeah, it's the bye week. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I'm like, oh, you clever bastard. I made that joke earlier, and my mom was like, <laughs> <laughs> She, she was not in, not impressed. Which, you know, not my fault. I didn't do it. That's all right. <laughs> not my fault. The team sucks. I just work here. That's right. That's right. That's right. Even though they don't pay me, unlike my other job, where they do pay me, and then my <laughs> school job, which is me going to school, where they technically pay me through education. Bullshit concept. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Almost the end of the semester. Oh, well. Anyways, Metal. So, as stated, Metal Hammer Doom Podcast. Uh, this week, we, uh, we're we doing Jesse's uh, request. Jesse has been begging us to do this oh, yes. band for a while. And damn it, he, Mark was like, well, it's going to be you and Jesse. So I was like, Jesse, go. You, you can choose whatever you want. I'll, I'll throw you, a, I'll give you a Thanksgiving present. You know, rather than the other Thanksgiving present, which is turkey and sleep. I have plenty of that. Yeah, so tonight we're talking about the newest Scar Symmetry album, The Singularity, Phase One, Neo Humanity. Oh, some good stuff, man. I'm, man. I'm, I'm so excited I'm so to excited talk this album. Talk one, of my favorite one of my favorite bands of all time. Of all um, and I've only known I'm, it. And I've only known, I've only known these guys I've for about. I've only known these guys for about three years, I'd say. Three so, years, I'd say. So, but, but I've went back and listened to the catalog of their. Albums after I first started listening to them, and 
I, I was impressed. I mean, I there's impressed. I mean, there's, there's few albums that you can few albums that you can put the put put a put turn the, on. Put, put a turn on. Turn it on and then immediately turn it on like, and then immediately like the first song that's playing. The first song that's playing. And that's what and I got out. Of, that's that what it, got out. I, I I started playing I one started of their first albums. One of their first albums. And I was like, dang, this is some good stuff. And then and proceeded then from there on, I just listened to more on, stuff and more stuff. There's very few there's songs very that I dislike these, these guys. And I and I thought it's I, Thanksgiving. I want to give I want to give to the people of Radlich of Radlich Broadcasting Network and those that listen to us in the Metal Hammer of Doom. This is my present to you. And I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys enjoy. No, no, no. Hey, I enjoyed the present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause, like I'll be honest, I don't think I own. No, I don't own any other albums. Nor do I think I've listened to them. I think I might have turned down the chance of buying a few of them. Because I was like, ah, eh, well, you know, another band, whatever. Because metal gets kind of overpopulated with bands, and a lot of them just do the same thing. Which I mean, hey, that's great, but uh, you know, I just never give them gave them a chance. So you know, like, let's do Scar Symmetry. I'm like, all right, what's the worst that can happen? And hey, it won't be Bro Down or anything. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Oh, no kidding. God, that Bro Down album was bad. It's they uh, something they, just uh, something showed just up on my Spotify there a couple days ago, days ago. Uh, stating that they had stating that they had um, a new single. Uh, a new single. I haven't had a chance to listen I to it. It's like America. Americana or Americana or something like that. So I'm curious as to whether so I'm it's, curious as to whether it's you know there uh, you know, that la- anything like that, that last album. Anything like that last album. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's kind of they have songs about being straight edge. Whoa. Straight edge, bro. Straight edge, bro. Yeah. <laughs> being straight edge, I need to go listen to that uh, Art of Wrestling podcast with CM Punk. Oh, no kidding, dude. I, was, no I, kidding, dude. I was, saw I, that show up on my feed today on, my on, feed Facebook. Day on Facebook. Everybody's talking about Everybody's it. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I haven't had a chance to it I haven't either. It's a good podcast. I've listened to a few episodes. Yeah, CM Punk apparently got fired on his wedding day. <laughs> That's shitty. <laughs> shitty. Yeah, it is. But I, I want to listen to it, even though my fandom of CM Punk has kind of went from like where I thought he was the greatest thing ever in the world to like, yeah, I like him, but he's a dick. Oh, I was I was a huge oh, fan. I'm Price. I'm Price. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm still a big CM Punk Mark, but because of all the stuff that's kind of went down. But when he first showed up, when he first showed up, one of the few, one of the few um, two wrestlers that I went through, that I went through, liking him as a face and a heel, face and, and no matter yeah, what, and and no matter what. What was you going to say? Gonna say what was you going to say? I was going to say, like, as a face and a heel, it's like he had two, he had a similar personality with both, but it worked. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I, it was just a really, he, he was just a great wrestler, and I loved his gimmicks, and he always had good matches. But, like, as it started, I think once he lost the title, they were like, oh, well, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Like, like just personally, like reading, like just reading things he says, and like he he has always been a smug, self-absorbed bastard. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of tired of it. Whatever. Yeah, but, you know, and that's and that's kind of what's turned me off of him here lately. It's because of the whole. Lately, it's because of the you whole, hear some stories, man, and it's just like stories, man, and it's just like 
you you uh, really if you were a fan of him, it's kind of hard to say that way. He sounds like he's a dick. Yeah, yeah, and like plus, like yeah, WWE was kind of not that great with him, and it's still like kind of without him. Even though mm-hmm. Woo Sting came back, and probably not going to hear from him for a while. That's fine. It's going to be like that one time in TNA where Bobby Lashley showed up, pointed on the entrance ramp, and didn't show up for three months. Pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I discovered New Japan, so I'm I'm good. I got New Japan and NXT to watch. I, I, I'm set for life. Oh, and Lucha Underground. Awesome. I'm, I'm good. Awesome. Yeah, like, that's, that's enough wrestling and manga and anime and Oh, I got, I, and video games. I'm good. Anyways, uh, metal. You know that that thing, that thing that we love so much. So uh, I know you talked about why you love Scar Symmetry. Uh, oh, oof. this album. This is a very, very interesting album. Like, are all their albums like this, where they use like fucking like thirty point Scrabble words? Dude, just uh, let, uh, let's go. Let's, let's hop on the Scar go, Symmetry web uh, wiki page here. I want to read you some track titles. And this is at first what caught my eye with this band. Let me see here. We got, I want to just read you some here off of Howdit as one of their best albums. We got Time Wave Zero. That's track number two. Quantum Leaper, track number three. Yeah, all right there, I'm a fan. We have the three-dimensional we shadow. The three-dimensional shadow. Ghost prototype Ghost one, measurement of thought. I mean, these titles these titles and all these and on all these albums are just they're out there. They're out there, and they do a great job of they they do a great job of making you. Uh, interested in the song, uh, interested in the song, and trying to decipher it. Now, a lot of times, now a lot of times, with most metal, with most, most metal, metal faithful out there, faithful out there, they're obviously they're, into the sound. Obviously into the sound. Me, I'm a lyrics guy. So as soon as as soon as I as soon as I hear some great sound, and then I hear some great lyrics, and then I hear some great lyrics. And I've got to try and just dis- sometimes try and dis- it's sometimes like a puzzle for me to try and figure out what the hell are these guys talking about. That's that I'm hooked. That's, that I'm um, hooked. And not um, to mention they make to me they make it sound good. To me they make it sound good. But yeah, most of their albums are very similar. I guess I should say uh, in this I, particular I case, in this with, with this new album, this, this, they have uh, they've definitely they have, gone to the uh, progressive side of things. That's one of the things that I've seen. Is that a lot of people are saying is that it's going more towards a progressive metal. But they're, you know, it's not too far from what they've had before. I mean, hey, I can definitely see some great prog metal and some power metal themes in this album. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what, that's what really throws me off. Not that that's a bad thing. So we'll go through these. There's a lot of, like, kind of a typical, like, a lot of death metal sound to it. And I feel like that's honestly one of the more weak of the band, but when they throw in all these like power and progressive like elements in there, it's like when it really gets interesting and you're forced to look at it and go, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Because this is cool. 
and yeah, their their lyrical theme. It seems like they have a lot of high concept sci-fi, which is hey, fucking love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, they, hell yeah. I watched they, a little. Um, I watched a little. Uh, a little bit of the uh, like of, a, something yeah, on YouTube. Something on YouTube. And, and they had were nice had, enough to put out like nice a uh, like a background uh, sort of a video talking about video this talking album about along with along with uh, a track by track uh, track by tr- uh, breakdown of what uh, they're kind of uh, attacking here uh, now attacking obviously now, with this particular with album, this particular uh, album uh, what they have said is this uh, obviously it's is phase this, 1 that's in the title that's in the um, title um, what they're what what this is going to be a trilogy of albums and they're going to be they're right now. They're attacking. Right, right now, they're, now they're attacking the point, attacking or I guess just to say they're they're, they're discussing they're the point of neo-humanism. Point of and according to Harold Nelson, which is the guy that did most of the writing of the lyrics and stuff here, what they're doing is they're they're talking about how humans are becoming modified. And these these modified humans are modified by technology. So. I guess so, his I guess his impetus for the uh, uh, the idea for the, the album uh, was he was at an airport and he an heard airport, somebody he some guys talking somebody, about this book by a guy by the name of Ray Kurzweil, which I'm not too familiar with, too familiar, but I think in, in some circles I've heard of his name mentioned. But there's a book that he wrote called The Singularity Is Near. Now, have you ever heard of the term Singularity? The term Singularity Uh. I mean, I've heard it, just not really thought much about it. Okay. Well, okay. I didn't have like well, a space that's just like one, like it's like kind of stuck in. Right? It's, it, well, singularity is actually a term. Remember how me and you were talking about Terminator? Remember how me and you were talking uh, about Terminator? On, on Messenger? Uh, Messenger. Yeah. The singularity is the, the point singularity in time in which time artificial which intelligence artificial becomes intelligence self-aware. To where that is called the singularity, and now machines are aware of themselves. And of course, the big fear is that they're going to just wipe out humans. Um, So when the singularity happens, supposedly there is a short time frame that humans want to continue to live. So. So um, that, that that's um, where that's kind of where they got the idea from it, and then he sat down and kind of discussed with one of the other band members as to one of the other band members as to okay, hey, look, this is what I'd okay, like hey, to do. Look, I'd, like to do, do. I'd, like, to do. I'd uh, like to do an album. Uh, I'd like to do an album, and this is kind of what it's based on. Well, I think it's the bassist, the guy by the name of Henrik. The guy by the name of Henrik says, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do one better. Let's do one better. We'll go ahead and we'll do three albums. And here's the synopsis. And we're going to tell this story about how technology overtakes overtakes humans. And what we're looking at right here is the story of this trilogy. And that one of the things he talked about was the art on the album. And it's a representation of Da Vinci's... Uh, oh, I wish I could remember what he oh, called it. Vesuvian man. man. I don't know if that's a term or anything you're familiar with, but it's the it's the picture of the guy with the arms out and a diagram. But supposedly this is a diagram of the the neo human. Neo. So, um, that's uh, that's kind of where they're taking it. But, uh, that's 
that. That's kind of a little uh, bit of the background of where the album came from and how it started. Yeah, yeah, I know the the, the trivia about it. Thank you. That sounds right. right. Uh, I thought you said like Vituvian man or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll roll with that Vituvian. I'll roll with that Vituvian. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get we'll we'll figure it out. You know. (laughs) Thank goodness for the internet. Thank goodness for the internet. That's right, because I was sitting there, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, there, there you yeah, go. That's there, there you go. Uh, but yeah, that's I mean that's really interesting. Apparently, looking at uh, looked at Wikipedia earlier, uh, the guy who runs this band, uh, Per Nielsen, is a member of Mensa. <laughs> oh really? Shows. Oh really? Yeah, he's a member. It of does Minsa. show. It does that show. Is, I mean, the dude. When we get into dude, uh, talking about some of the lyrics, I mean, there's shit. There's one word. One word. Came out on their first single, which is a word by the lem- by the name of Lemniscate, and we're gonna have to look that up when we have the track. But anyway, yeah, it's put some stuff in there that just makes you go, "Hey, this all make this all makes sense somehow." Now I need to figure out now I need to figure out what sense it makes to me. What sense it makes to me? Yeah, like yeah, I think if I were smarter, this would make sense. So yeah. Uh, I got you. I got you. All right, so let's go ahead and start with actually uh, an interesting little uh, intro here. This is track one off the album. Let me find where I'm looking for. This is called The Shape of Things to Come. So we'll just talk about the two as a whole. So, all right, here is track two, Neo-Human.
Okay, so there's uh, tracks one and two. What do you think about them, Jesse? Oh man, it's it's setting them up. Um, what it, what it's showing you here? <clears throat> obviously, the first track, uh, you know, it's four verses, um, and they're posing they're posing the question of as to uh, in regards to the what they call the neo-human age, uh, where humans are now using um, they're using uh, they're using technology to enhance themselves, um, to run faster and jump higher, you know? Um, and what they're saying is that, you know, it, it, when that time comes, is humanity going to have a choice in order to not become a machine? I mean, a lot of this album, I mean, I'm just going to put it plainly. I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm very familiar with who the Borg are. And this particular album, I'm immediately, I'm, uh, when I first heard it, I'm thinking of the freaking Borg. Um, and but anyway, they're 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 stating that, you know, by adding this technology, you know, you're going to be able to live longer, uh, do more things, and 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 do so much more. Uh, but when that time comes, are you going to have a choice in order to avoid it? And you know, it may be pushed upon you. Um, right now, that's there's obviously debate upon. You know, we're in an age where technology is just advancing at an unbelievable rate, um, and at some point, you know, they're going to start making things that, you know, I I, I just think of like game systems right now. I, it, what is what do you think the next game system is going to be like in ten years, man? I mean, it's going to be insane. Um. But, uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't sure if that was a rhetorical question or not. <laughs> no, no, definitely. What would you think? What would you think it would be? I mean, just looking at—I'm uh, just looking at game systems. I'm not talking about medically enhanced super beings with technology hooked to them. I'm just talking about gaming systems. Um, you know, you look at—I I shudder to think of what it's going to be like. You know, when my kid is 10 years old and wanting to play a video game. And I, I'm worried I'm going to be like my parents and have no freaking clue what the heck it is they're playing. Dude, that, that's how I am with, like, smartphones. I don't have a smartphone. Anytime I pick up one, I'm staring at it like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, uh, what? Like, I'm just incredibly confused and discombobulated and everything. But I don't quite know where video games would be going because really over the past 10 years, the only thing we've really added is motion control. Well, I mean, we've upgraded the graphics, of course, and we've, and, you know, playing over the internet has been, you know, jump leaps and bounds. So I almost social, feel like in the social aspect video is game, huge. Yeah, well, in terms of uh, uh, out of out of home uh, playing, yeah. I almost feel like in home. Uh, Multiplayer's kind of died, and it makes me really sad. Uh, but uh, I almost feel like with video games, are a lot like how science, a lot like how science and shit went. Like if you look at it, we started out with the Atari, like you know, that's pretty much like walking, and then we went to the NES, which is like learning how to fly, and now we're we get like the Xbox and shit, and that that's pretty much like what I equate spacecraft space flight, but we've not really done much more than get better at space flight. It's true. Like I don't I don't know how much more we have to go. Like, yeah, we can add virtual reality maybe. And you know, motion control is a thing, but 
how how is it really going to stick around? We'll just have to okay. see. But, That's yeah, fair. I mean, All I'm right. Kinda, how about how about this? Yeah, how I'm, about how about phones? All right. Oh uh, God. Yeah, uh, you mentioned you mentioned you pick up a smartphone and you're like, holy, you know, oh shit. Um, you know, I we have gone from <laughs> remember when you lost your remote and then a, a year later the iPhone was born. Um, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> uh, you know that was we're we're talking seven years ago and it, it's going to be insane in about another seven years wh- what we're going to be doing. Are we going to have some kind of Google Glass that we're wearing all the time, or I, I it could be an extreme, but I mean it just we've we've gone from a lot of processing power and and all that from seven years ago up to where, you know, right now, uh, I have an iPhone four, and it's like I can do everything on there, um, but uh, you know back to the album, um, they're, they're obviously setting forth they're setting forth the fact that you know. One of these times, somebody's going to come up with some great invention, and it might proceed to change humanity so much that uh, they're either going to not going to force it upon you, but it, it 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 could be something that everyone covets so much, but only the rich can rich can the rich can uh, can hold. Um, track two, Neo Human. All right, the uh, the the purpose of this song is talking about. I mean, I think the, like the first lyric is a modified neo-human woke well, up. I'm going to have to bring up dark lyrics here, by the way, to, to make sure I'm reading things right. But uh, That's where I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think like the first lyric is, uh, yeah, an elevated neo-human saw the world. So he's waking up in this lab, and he's he's been modified. Um, what, what they have said is that, uh, when I was reading the commentary in regards to the, these tracks, they alter, it, the song alternates between the creators of the of the neo-human um, and the neo-human themselves. Uh, and I, there's mention that this is a gateway to immortality. So, you know, if you got your little nano machines in your body repairing cells every day or, or every hour or whatever, you, there's potential you could never die. Um, imagine how many people would love to have something like that. Uh, but that's, that's my takeaway from the tracks. Now, musically, um, it, it, it grabbed me. Uh, this is, I can't remember. I I think this is one of my, you know, top, top three tracks on this album. Um, it's fast. Uh, it's, what is the length on this one? Uh, crap. I don't know. I'm about to go to Spotify, but I, I can't remember if this is one of the 10 minute ones. Um, oh, uh, I think it's one of the longer ones. It's like eight minutes. The first, yeah. Time okay. All right. So I mean, it, it's I like it. I, I and one thing that they do, and you may have noticed this when you listen to it, their songs kind of transform as they go. It's almost like you know they go they they they're kind of mashing two songs together which might be an excuse as to why we got an eight-minute song where they're just like, we're going to kind of blend this stuff together. It'll morph into something else and then kind of finish up with what you started with. Um, but, yeah, it, it, this this one's a good one. starts out fast and and, and uh, gets you going. What do you think, man? Well, I definitely – I like it. It's like looking at the lyrics for it, they're so, so – 
oh. gents was like, it's so rich with information. Like, Jesus. Let's figure Sunday. out, because I made a note of this. I made a note of this. we got to figure out what the hell a new sphere is. Now, I'm going to look that up unless you know what the hell that is already off the top of your head. A new sphere? A new sphere. N-O-O-S-P-H-E-R-E. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. I don't know what the hell that is. So let's let's educate our viewers. As we as we said, this is going to be uh, shattering is, the new sphere in descent. Whoa, okay, that's crazy. That's, <laughs> this uh, is going to sure be a vocabulary lesson. Vocabulary. All right, here we go. The new sphere is the sphere of human thought, according to Wikipedia. Oh, boo. Oh. I'm impressed. I'm going to use that tomorrow, as a matter of fact. I'm going to use it on my four-year-old. Uh, I'm going to use it on the uh, shopping public. I'll oh, do it. Uh, do it. A four-year-old. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll just be like, like, yeah, you know, it's like uh, I'm shattering the, I'm shattering the uh, barriers of your new sphere. And they're going to be like, what? What? Where's the fucking hammers? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! You want to know where the fucking hammers is? Aisle fifty-nine. Uh, you know that shit right off the top of your head. Yeah, uh, it's, aisle, it's over at Tool World on the, the yeah the left part of the back wall. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, not. I'm still learning these things. Did you I say mean, hey, fi- I'm getting there. fifty-nine? Fifty-nine. There's no freaking way that place has that many aisles. Uh, uh, that they call it aisle fifty nine, and I guess, I guess you need to explain to them basic counting is one two three. Stave it off one two three. Well, we got a lot of aisles, especially when you consider like a lot of some of them, like you know, you break off into the stores. So it's like one, two, and then it'll you got the front row and back row, and then you got the section over the other area. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Welcome to the hardware store. <laughs> yeah. Welcome from the Lowe's Home Improvement, where I help illegal Mexicans off the border. <laughs> Only. At least if you ask Mark Radlich. <laughs> I'm like, hey, now, I do not help Mexicans across the border. They help me. They help me. Yeah, this is, this is like, oh, I wish I listened to this album like more than once. Wow, it's, yeah, it's buddy, very I, rich with information. This is one of the things, you know, like I said, I wanted to share, and I hope I hope you, obviously, I hope you get the chance to listen to it again, or you have the, uh, you know, you have the opportunity to listen to it again, because this album, being a first-time listener, again, this is a concept album, so it's a little bit different from what they put in prior to this. Um, but... Boy, they got a lot of good stuff on here. And the fact that it's going to be a trilogy, and I'm going to save these comments for the end. Uh, so if uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and stop myself right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm already closing yeah. up. We ain't even got to track three. No, it happens. I mean, hey, it was only tr- <laughs> two tracks in, and we're 30 minutes into an hour show. That's all right. We'll get her done. Show, really. Oh, a two-hour show. But, yeah, I mean, just look at the lyrics. Like, we're talking about series of, you know, the flow of time and the sun and the moon and theories of death. Very, it's, it's funny. We're in very physical and yet we're in very metaphysical ideas. 
Mm-hmm. Like we, we have stuff that's very science, scientifically based, but you also look at the other side of the coin and there also are subjects that are very abstract in concept. Yeah. Somewhere, we need to send this to the Trekkies. Now, Trekkers, Trekkies, you know those <laughs> the people Trekkies. that like, yeah, like the people who like, can tell you the names of the red shirts that died in every episode of every series of Star Trek. <laughs> and the ones that like, yeah. Uh, oh. The ones that were anime fans in the 80s. You uh, you yeah, have had yeah. a chance to watch Galaxy Quest, have you not? I've seen bits and I, I tried to. I didn't like it as much as a kid, but I've seen oh. bits and pieces of it now. It's Dude. a funny show. Oh man, you you say red shirt and I immediately think of Guy. There's a guy in there by the name of Guy who was pretty much a red shirt on their show back in the 80s whenever they had it. But anyway, it's funny because he joins them on this, you know, on this space quest and he immediately realizes that he's the red shirt and he should have never went on the first away mission that they that they do on when they're actually up in space uh because he's afraid of getting killed. But uh uh ah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's such a funny. I need to watch that uh, movie now. So I'm like, it well, is. I'll probably it is on Netflix. If you can grab it. No, yeah, it's funny, dude. Oh. I, I I loved it. It was it was definitely good. I think me and Winfrey were talking about it there a while back. But uh, oh, please, please do yourself a favor if you ever get time, man. I know you're a busy man. <laughs> and I don't have Netflix. No, oh, well then. Yeah, I'm like the one person on this earth that has no Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm borrowing everything else. Like a buddy of mine got the WWE Network, so I'm using that. Oh yeah, that's Crunchy sweet. Roll. I watch anime with that. It's good. They they have a Crunchyroll channel on the Roku that I got. Um, yeah. And yeah. What? So if I jumped on there, what should I what should I watch? Oh, dude, there's so much. Dude, they got so many good things. Like, uh, shit, I've. See, I've been watching some uh, that stuff from the '70s, Space Pirate Captain Harlock. So if you like old ass animation, there you go. There's another thing. Uh, oh, let me go. I got to look it up just so I can pronounce it right. But it's it's like a anime retelling of the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh really? Yeah, and it's really like, and it's really weird because the textures in the show, they have a very. Uh, I think it's called Gun Katsutsu. And how yeah, old is yeah. it? It's only a... It's not too old. Yeah, it's called Gun Katsutsu. Gun the Count of Monte Cristo. It's weird because, like, all the textures in the show are, like, plaid in nature. But it's beautiful. That's the that's the thing about it. Because, uh... Yeah, I'll just... Awesome. Hell, I can fuck it. I can... Yeah, I'll just send you the Send me the stuff, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I've I've never had a chance to utilize that channel. Do you have to have a subscription? Uh, I think if you want it to work uh, faster, I'm not quite sure. I think if you want to watch it ad-free. I don't know how it works with, ad, with ads, though, because I've never uh, gotten a chance to really use it much. But yeah, okay. I've, there's just, I mean, it's like a library, an endless library of anime. It's awesome. Nice. Like, I'm keeping nice. it full. I'm like, whoa, okay, I can throw this in there, I can have this, and I can have this, and I can watch this, and I can watch this, and I'm like, oh, but I have this game, I have this game, I have this game. I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't caught up on this weekly show. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, uh, 
And I'm like, oh, I have this too. Oops. Not enough time. I hear you, man. You just got to pick one thing and roll with it. Pick the most. Pick your most favorite thing and just roll with it. I hear you. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's there. What, it is. What you got to do, pretty much. There, there, there it be. So yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get along with this podcast, so I can go do some of those things and try to get to bed sometime <laughs> within the next uh, four hours. Cause I gotta be up at like six thirty. Cause it's funny in my house, my mom nags me about getting up on time. I'm like, it doesn't take long. She's like, well, what about traffic? I'm like, and <laughs> again, it well, doesn't take it long. Me, it takes me 15 minutes to get to work. I leave 30 minutes early, and I get yelled at if I don't leave like 30 minutes early. I, I don't know. First world problem. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Uh, uh, speaking of songs with lots of metaphysical themes, here is track number three, Limits to Infinity. Jackass. 
Yeah, yeah tank, tank that dude. Give him a hell of a we, we shitty spent, eval. We spent three hours, uh, we, it's a three-hour class at once a week. We spent a whole class period learning how to do PowerPoint. <laughs> we spent a whole class period learning how to do Microsoft Excel. Yeah, like Microsoft Word. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, so Thursdays, just random quick tangent. What do I spend my Thursdays doing? I'll get up at about... 10, 10 o'clock, get ready, go to class, get there at 11, uh, go and find the newest chapter of Bleach, because Thursdays are when the newest chapters of the Shonen Jump mangas are out, so go and read the scanlation of Bleach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm all, I've read all 600-something chapters to get caught up. Go me. Damn. <laughs> Including 100 chapters in a day. Oh, nice. So good. Yeah, I'm going to pull that with Naruto soon so I can finally just be done with that and then move on to One Piece. <laughs> so I keep finding all these really, really good manga, like Vagabond and Monster, which... Did you check out Monster, by the way? Uh, I don't think I have. You sent you sent me something on that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, told, I, was, I was pretty much just gushing all about it. I, yeah, I have not had a chance. You know, no, that's the... Yeah, I remember what you was telling me about. That was the one thing we were... Uh, the what we need to go to the library and find out if they got right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I need yeah, to finish the volume that I bought, but I've I got so sidetracked because I went to the library and I got that and I got Berserk, which Berserk is amazing. It's like a kind of a, it, it's almost like a dark, it's a dark fantasy sort of setting. So yeah, like that's that's another. Well, that's I'm not gonna good. try and turn you on. To, yeah, well, yeah, I'll probably try to turn you on to the anime before I turn you on to the manga, because the manga is like 350 chapters. It's been going since 89, and it's still going. What's a chapter? Is like a chapter an issue, or how does that work? Yeah, more or less, yeah, that's a chapter is an issue. Things okay, like that. I got you. So, I well, you. putting that in perspective, I read 100 issues of a comic book in a day, but, but yeah, like... Yeah, I found like Vagabond, Monster, Vinland Saga, a lot of really more like mature and historically based stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm weird. I've come to realize, I'm like, I really like Shonen Action, like Yu Yu Hakusho and DBZ and all that. But I'm beginning to notice, I'm like, I like kind of mature historical stuff too. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, I read a lot. I'll read the newest chapter of Bleach. Go find the Bleach Reddit. Read what everybody thinks about it. Then uh-huh. I'll go find the music for this uh, for the podcast. I'll download each song, <laughs> I'll upload them, and then I'll go and try to think about paying attention to class. See, there you go. That's I'll right. be teaching That's your what... children one day, America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The um, – oh, what the hell was I going to say? Uh, sh- you, were, you just said something uh, that totally reminded me of saying something. I was going to say uh, – I was... I forget. Uh, that's that's wonderful radio right there. Start to say something and you forget. So, sorry about that. Um, no, uh, <laughs> no, your, no that's need. That's your Thursday. <laughs> that is your yeah. Thursdays. That is that is my Thursday every week except for this Thursday, which was like get up, help cook breakfast, wash dishes, help start Thanksgiving, wash dishes, <laughs> go go surf the internet, wash dishes, peel potatoes, wash dishes. Like it's so many dishes. You know what's funny? I didn't even eat any turkey because the turkey wasn't done before the side, so I ended up getting a giant plate of mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, and stuffing, and then I was full. <laughs> Shit. But anyways, uh, back to things that people care about. Yeah. 
fucking oh no i thought it sounded pretty fucking empty in here what the fuck skype you dropped jesse son of a bitch so i'll go ahead and talk about my thoughts on this and then we'll add jesse back in when he shows up because you know, I, I can't i can't do this alone I, I need somebody who's like ready and able and enthusiastic about talking about scarce industry so limits to infinity this it's another song it's very abstract but the thing musically that i like is it kind of highlights what this album does really well is that it has it almost has a mixture of like elements of three genres and it's it's very musically interesting because like i told him before the show this album just i don't, I don't want to skip too much to the end yet. but the album on its basis form musically is just in terms of instrumentation, it's kind of just basic to a degree. Like, there's not, like, a whole ton of, like, crazy shit. But when you put the lyrics to it and the vocals, and it, it kind of entrances you. It brings you in there, and you want to you want to keep listening because there's it's very interesting. You know, it's got, it's got a lot to offer, just, just like the lyrics. Like, this is, the song's called Limits to Infinity. It's, there, yeah. Like I'm sitting here reading the lyrics as I'm talking, and it's crazy. Like I wish I listened to this twice. Which I might go listen to it after this because it's very, very impressive and well done. And it's I I feel like I could fucking write a fucking novel based off of this album. Yeah, I was talking, and then I'm like, why is there nothing in response? And I was like, oh, fuck it, dropped uh, it. Skype. Either Skype or blog talk. I think it was Skype, because it was telling me internet connection on my end. So, anyway, I'm back. Um, yeah, go ahead and continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, I was kind of running running at the end there. I was just talking about how this song is kind of highlights the, uh, how this is a very music instrument instrumentally it's a little basic but musical wise it's very interesting and it draws you in almost just like the lyrics like if you're listening to this in the background you're not going to think much of it but if you kind of sit down and think about it you're going to get your mind blown mm-hmm. like, you this, know, this, everything's getting blown this uh this particular song was the first uh single that they had li- that they had released off the album um Definitely, as soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, I'm getting, as soon as the album's released, you know, I'm counting down the days. Uh, because if the rest of the album is going to be anything like this track, and this is a great track off of this album, uh, probably one of the best off of here. Uh, you know, when I first started listening to this album, I, I'd say this remains my favorite track for a little while. Uh, but I, like with all other songs, um, and most of Scar Symmetry, if if a, some of the songs might, you know, might kind of slap you in the face, you're like, oh man, I don't know if I like that. Uh, there was a term that they used when they released like the se- their, their second single. Uh, they called it a grower, not a shower. So it. <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> so. <laughs> So you're saying if it got caught naked in the shower, it wouldn't be impressed. But just wait until sexy time. 
Uh, there you go. This 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 song they definitely said was a shower. Um and they picked the great the first you know, this is a great song to be the first song that everybody hears and gets gets you ready for the album. Um story wise, uh you know, like I said, this this whole album is pretty much telling a story and the same theme is in almost every single song. Um story wise this this is particularly talking about how there is an elite group of people who are, uh, we're, we're guessing they are the neo-humans, and they are actually leaving, have a plan to leave Earth. They're going to leave Earth, and they're actually uh, going to go to a different planet and colonize another world, uh, leaving the dregs of society, those who are not modified to remain on Earth and uh, pretty much perish. Uh, so these elite, this elite group of neo-humans are now uh, getting ready to take off and, and, or at least thinking about leaving and leave the rest of the unworthy behind. So, but again, there's a word in here that I'm going to have to look up. Uh, it's lemniscate. Never heard of it. We'll go ahead and I'll read it here, the, um, the verse, if I can find it. Now, I, of course, I lost it, but... Uh, oh, yeah, Lemniscate. I was wondering what that was as well. Like, yeah. It almost feels like a fucking doctor suit. Doesn't it feel like a fucking doctor suit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, the Lemniscate's an infinity symbol. Oh, really? In the restricted That's... Lemniscate. Now, see, obviously, it's bending your mind. I think you said something like this. It's or blowing your mind, where you know there are limits to infinity. Whoa, man! <laughs> yeah, like there are limits like, to infinity, and there are yeah outside this earthly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just sitting there. You're like, okay, there are limits to infinity in the restricted limitless gate. There are bodies infinite outside this earthly dome. They so. You know, as to what they mean by limits to infinity, I, I'm I don't know if they're talking about limits to how we were talking about how they're immortal and they're going to live forever. I don't know, but uh, obviously their plan is to leave to leave Earth, uh, according to this to this song. But um, anyway, there you go. So you, you, your buddies are your our advanced buddies are getting ready to leave and or at least looking to leave and leave everybody else here to rot. Yeah, so it's like, you know, they're like, ah, oh, fuck you guys. I'm going to hide in my spaceship, and I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, this album, I just thought about this. This is the uh, musical equivalent of 2001 Space Odyssey. Nah, it's actually Rush 2112, but this is Interstellar. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, it was funny because you're talking about 2001 Space Odyssey. I've never seen that movie, and it really, after listening to this album... It, it started way on, you know, I really need to go back and actually watch it. I know most of the premise behind it and everything, but I can tell you I've never read it. Or Well, I know it was a book first, and then it became a movie. Um, but I've never read it or watched the movie. Uh, I know all about Hal and, and his, his good deeds. Okay, you're still here. Good. Okay, I'm good. So Yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of went like what? We were like, Hal and blank. <laughs> Skype. Good old Skype. All right. So, yep, that's Limits to Infinity. Like I said, the shower of the album um, and a uh, 
a great uh, I think I think it's a great song. Yeah, yeah, I feel like every concept album needs this song. This sort of song that can grab in somebody as a single single as a single. Yeah. Like you know, like the last the last Sabaton album, uh not the last one, Careless Rex. Like a lot of that a lot of that album, like every song is a fucking single worthy. But you know, like when you look at a lot of uh concept records that are very abstract in nature, you need one song that's very well, I mean, not necessarily straightforward, but straightforward enough to the po- a point of where an a- average listener, you know, Joe Schmo can listen to it. And if that's the thing, he can go, all right, cool. You know, I want to get in this album instead of being like, huh? Like, what? Like, how many fucking blunts did they roll? Like, <laughs> like yeah, like this is like the fucking techno geek version of a fucking like, I am the walrus. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah, that's right. Cuckoo, cuckoo, flying on my ship to the big out from the big old blue, right? <laughs> there you go. Uh, any other things you want to add on this limits to infinity before we move on? No, you you had mentioned um, you know the uh, obviously lyrically how how uh, how how deep it is lyrically. Um, one of the things, you know, when you hear this, you immediately think of science fiction. And you think that that's where they get a lot of their uh a lot of their um a lot of their inspiration from. That's not the case. They actually and just like you had mentioned, this guy which I had no idea is as part of Mensa, they get it from scientific articles that they read. Um so a lot of the stuff that they pull or are inspired by are actually articles and books um that are scientifically based and not science fiction. So, um very it can get out there, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh all right. Next song is song track number 4, Cryonic Cy- Harvest. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> there we go.
Yeah, that was definitely a, uh, that was a much more death metal oriented song than some of the ones before, which is fine because when I think of Scar Symmetry, I do think of death metal. So I must say they're kind of uh, they're kind of falling down on their really long lyrics because I only see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve verses this time. Hmm. Uh. Well, yeah, that's true. And at the end, <clears throat> okay, this this right here is their second single that they released. Um, and the, when I first heard this. They released a lyric video, which I think they did with the Limits to Infinity also. Um, but uh, they released a lyric video, which, you know, if anybody checks out YouTube nowadays, um, I'm pr- uh, first lyric video I ever seen was, I think, um, that a band actually put out was The Sword uh, when they released their latest album, I think a year or so ago. And so it's it's cool to be able to read the words in a, in a neat animated fashion on YouTube while listening to the to the song this one however did not do it for me for some reason when i heard this when i heard this second single uh, cryonic harvest i was i was like okay it sounds pretty cool but it it just it didn't grab me obviously like limits to infinity did um there you know at the end of this song I don't know if you remember it, Coop, or not when you listen to it, but this is one of those – they're trying to tell the story, obviously, of, of what's going on in, well, in, yeah. in the song. This is a weird but one. This is the one where at the end he just like straight up starts uh, – You know, it sounds like he's reading from a book or, or narrating, and then that's the end of the song. Um, and you're, you're just – it really took me out. And this is a, what, close to a seven-minute song. Um you know the story that they're trying to get across here um according to the what from what i remember on the track by track that they were doing uh the machines have now or the artelex that is one word that i've never heard before but they have prominently used you ever heard that word before artelex artelex no. no okay art sounds like an artist artelex <laughs> well, it's a combination of uh artificial uh and intellect so they're calling them they're calling people uh artelects at this point in time um but the artelects are going back and they're harvesting reanimating all these people who had died and froze their bodies so they're bringing them back <laughs> they're bringing them back and infusing these machines uh, so that they can live forever now. Uh, what, uh, now, my first, uh, you know, first lyrically when I was watching that lyric video, like I said, there was a lot of stuff that really caught my eye. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of time. Tra- okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of time. Tra- no, no, I thought I thought this cut off. <laughs> oh, really? Sorry. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's my... Uh, Internet lagged, and I was like, also, I heard nothing. I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) You bastard. Blog talk, you bastard. (laughs) You Um, killed Kenny. (laughs) But yeah, it's. They they mention they say time you know affecting the timeline timeline time wave of man's fate they manipulate so I was like oh shit these guys are going back in time and they're messing with stuff and I'm like well how the hell do these cryonic the 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 you know freezing these bodies and reanimating fit into it I think what they're saying is that 
now, and this is my own interpretation, now that these these artificial slash humanoids, uh, artelex, are are they they're now bringing people back from the dead and they're they're raising them and infusing them with the technology. Man is man's timeline is coming to an end. Man won't be around for very much longer. Um, and you know. It, you get to thinking that this technology that they're infusing with, uh, now that this technology is potentially, or there's a potential that the technology is self-aware, what dictates a man from a machine? You know, there's, there's a point in which you become a machine if you are putting, uh, cyborg parts on your body or whatever, um, who's to say that this, you know, these machines that are that are bringing these people back up with their uh, back to life are not, you know, like affecting their brain and and making them different in some way. Granted, if they present you with the technology, they're going to show you all the benefits. But and oh hey yeah, we're going to bring your grandma back to life too. Um, aren't you excited about that? And uh, so, but maybe there's. You never know. There might be something on the underside of this technology. If it's self-aware, maybe it has its own agenda. So I think that's where they get into the what they're talking about is how the, the time wave of man's fate they manipulate. They're getting in there and they're messing with man, and now it's becoming a little unnatural. But uh, that's my take on it. <laughs> All right, ready, ready, ready. Bring what it. is a man but a little miserable pile of secrets? But enough talk. How about you? Sorry, uh, what is that from? Symphony of the Night. Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> I knew I had heard talking, it. I was, yeah, I was like, oh, I had to. I'm like, I got to pull out the, the Symphony of the Night intro just Brilliant. because we're talking about what what is a man, you know. It, Every sci-fi, most sci-fi shows, they always have some episode or some topic or even a whole season of, you know, uh, it's a robot. How much of it's human? Is he human anymore? Is he a cyborg? Like, actually, coming back to it, in games, I totally need to finish. Chrono Trigger. Like, oh I, I got, never, like, you've a never in. finished that? Dude, I got a bit into it, and then I got uh, the new Castlevania game, and I just kind of went off from there. Oh. Yeah, like you know, ro- you know, Robo. Like he's he, he's more human than like a lot of characters in a lot of shows. But he's a robot. Oh man! But it, I know, I know. And I've bought even more JRPGs. I just bought Final Fantasy four, five, and six for GBA. <laughs> there are very I, I, I few. Final... There are very few games that I've had a chance to play. I'm not a big gamer, but I've I've played I've played my fair share, especially when I when I was in college. Which, by the way. <clears throat> Chrono Trigger was a game that I played when I was in college. Um, that was a long time I, ago, I, right? Yeah, it was. It was a few years back, uh, but it wasn't. I think it was. Well, the PS One was out, so we'll just put it that way. So it's not like I had a Super Nintendo and that was the most newfangled thing. Um, the PS One was out at that time, but I somebody hooked me up with Chrono Trigger, and you know, of course, like I said, fan of time travel. I'm like, okay, this is a game about time travel. I'm going. I'm going to play. Um, 
but very very few games that I've had a chance to play in my lifetime that have affected me emotionally to where I'm like so invested in the story. Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VII. Those two probably are the top two of the most, um, you know, you know where I'm like and so invested in the story. Uh, I remember buying Final Fantasy III, loved the game, or I guess I should I don't know what the Japanese it, number it was. Thank you. Um, but I bought three, you know, three slash six for the Super Nintendo. Loved that game, but nowhere near as invested into it as I was Final Fantasy VII for the PS1. Um, but Chrono Trigger, yeah. oh my gosh, dude, please, please play that if you get a chance. That is a great game. Yeah, I need to... I need to up. get into it, because I, I, I got really invested, but then I got the new Castlevania game, and Castlevania takes all precedence in my mind, and then after that, I got the new, then I got the new Devil May Cry, or the Devil May Cry HD collection, so I went on that, and then I started playing Symphony of the Night again, and then I started, you know, I just, it, the thing's just, it just spirals out of control. So I've been really <laughs> wanting to play Final Fantasy VI, because I have seven on Steam, and I've restarted Final Fantasy VII like five times. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm like, eh, there's a certain point where I'm like, yeah, this game's really good. And I'm going to really love it. And then I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. Because I want to play 6. Because 6, I, oh, uh, Kefka. Right. Kefka's so awesome. I have, I have, uh, I have, a, I have an assignment for you. Because I saw your post about the guy with Cloud on his desk. Now, are you going to yeah, see that, that kid again? Kid, that kid? I, I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll actually. I might see see the kid again, so I'm going back one day, but I probably won't be in that classroom. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, if you had a chance, I wanted you to ask him if if he is if, where he got it from, because I want to. I'm curious as to whether he goes, yeah, I got it from Final Final Fantasy VII, or he says, I got it from Kingdom Hearts, because immediately when question. I saw that, I was like, he probably played Kingdom Hearts, and I bet you he has no freaking clue. Well, of course, I've never played the Kingdom Hearts game. I just know he's in it. But uh, he probably has no idea about Final Fantasy VII and the joys that it should br- that it, he he is missing out on. Mm, I don't know because he uh, it's a is he a gamer? Seven on his paper. I don't know. Oh I, well, I if it said Final Fantasy VII on the paper, then I I I uh, yeah, yeah I definitely I mean I, I, I'm incorrect. I, I mean I was in that classroom for like an hour and a half, and I didn't really get to, I didn't really talk to me as a kid, even though there was a kid named Bobby, and I felt so bad for him, because every time I talked to him, I'm like, hey, Bobby. <laughs> every single time, I do Hank Hill. Cause there's, a guy at work, there's a guy at work named Bobby, and every time I'm saying, like, dang it, Bobby. Dang it, I'm Bobby. like, hey, Bobby, how you doing? How's the clown college? Because oh, I don't awesome. know if you remember, there was an episode where he went to clown college, because he wouldn't be a rodeo clown. Oh my goodness! No, I can tell you, I've yeah. probably handful of episodes. That's awesome, though. Hey, Bobby, because I can hear oh. it right now. <laughs> yeah, I've seen so many episodes of the King of the Hill. Love that show. Anyways, yeah. So this song totally reminds me of like cry- like cryogenic. No, oh no, this song reminds me of Walt Disney. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh, I had to make that. Uh, first, I was like, yeah, this really reminds me of like Alien or something. No, no, it ain't about suspended animation. It's about Walt Disney being a frozen Nazi go. or something. Yeah, there you yeah, go. That part of the end, I guess that part of the end just kind of serves to uh, uh, shepherd the story onward. 
it yeah, was weird, you know, though. Like, it is. He uh, just comes in straight in, and it sounds like he's just reading. Uh, that's Pear. I'm pretty sure that's Pear, by the way, who's who's reading. Um, but, uh, you know, just like you said, I mean, we're talking seven minutes. Maybe he just felt like, okay, this has got to be – this has got to be said. And really all it is is just him describing – how they're bringing them back to life, the sentient nanobots to perform reconstruction. Um, so it's just about them, the process of them bringing them back to life. So I really don't know if it needed to go there, but Pear apparently insisted that it, you know, or thought that it needed to. So, um, but yeah, one of the weaker songs, I think, on the album, um, maybe possibly the weakest. Uh, and I'm talking songs with lyrics because there are just, there is, we'll get to the, uh, the interlude, I guess, but, um, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Let's go ahead and get to the next song. Cause you know, we keep rambling cause me and you together. And we, together. <laughs> it gets bad. We That's go. all right. It gets bad. We, we take care we, of business we, though. We spent like an hour uh, between two shows talking about the library and bond jobs. So, <laughs> uh, before this gets even more out of hand, here is, Track number five, the spiral time shift. Definitely a good one. Um, it, the yeah, I'll go ahead and get into the story part of things. This this song I think is more told about more told from the point of view of those who kind of oppose the fact that technology is kind of overtaking humans. Um, what they are, you know, what Scar Symmetry has said or pair. Uh, her, I wish I could pronounce his name right because I've heard him. I've heard him say his name like three or four times, and it definitely is not does not sound like Per. Uh, it sounds like Pel, but uh, of course that's the Swedish in him, I'm sure. But um, anyway, 
Oh, by the way, again, lyrically, these guys are, I believe, from Sweden. So English is their second language. <laughs> and then, and then they write shit like this that has a guy who speaks English as a primary language going, "What the hell?" So, uh, anyway, kudos, kudos to them. Um, but anyway, this is this is from this is being told from the point of view of people who kind of oppose the this and the the integrating this technology into humans. Um, but Paris said that this album is pretty much about the conflict between those who oppose it and those who are for it. Uh, so they're, they're talking about how, you know, I think in, in the first, one of the lyrics we heard, they says, at first we criticize and then we idolize invasive technology drawn like moths to flame. So a lot of people are feeling that this is going to be humanity's undoing. Uh, by by bringing these by bringing these machines in, uh, and there's mention of the soul uh, later in the song. Um, now, as to why they call it the spiral time shift, I'm so fucking down with that title, I can't even tell you. But I have no idea how it 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 uh, uh, applies to the song. I'm sure that I didn't even get a chance to. I mean, they didn't even go into the commentary as to why they talked about it. They just kind of said, okay, here's what part of the story is. Makes you kind of wonder if there's just not like, man, what would be a good song title? And they just pick, you know, three or four words and they smash them together and they're like, it has nothing to do with the song. But th- there is mention of the spiral in the song, but I-, I think the song is mostly about how humanity, people are starting to believe that humanity is falling by accepting these machines. Um, musically, uh, it was, it's heavy. Uh, you know, it's, it's heavy and it's fast. Um, I'm not a huge do me a favor here, Coop, because I rely I rely upon you and Mark to help me out, help me figure out musical genres and understand them a little bit better. Now, you've mentioned the term death metal. That's in their description on Wikipedia, I think. What determines a band to be death metal? Oh, well, it's actually usually pretty easy. They got the uh, death, death route. That's usually number one. Okay. They're kind of the tuning's a lot heavier. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I just look at it. The drumming's a lot a little more, a bit more curious, oftentimes. So sometimes it's harder for me to uh, explain what things are. But yeah, that's the way I I look at death metal as the heavy version of heavy metal. Like okay. if you took heavy metal, made it heavier, faster, darker, more aggressive. Like well, yeah, yeah you got you get the death growls and shit, yeah. Okay, well they definitely got you know right off the bat you got the death growl. I mean that's obviously that's I think that's one of the first things you hear on this song. Um, but uh, yeah. but anyway, I, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to bring this up. Um, I mentioned Holographic Universe, which is one of their best albums. The you've heard the death growl and you've heard the clean singing on here and. Um, that was actually back back on Holographic Universe was was done by one guy. Uh, their I think a couple albums, maybe maybe their first three, um, was done by one guy, a guy by the name of Christian Alvestam. And I mean, talented as all hell. Because when you first hear it, you're thinking, well, that's definitely two dudes. No, it's one dude that does the clean singing and he'd do the death, death growl at the same time. Now I'm sure I, I know there's plenty of people out there that can do that. 
but he tricked me. So I'll, I'll give him uh, I'll give him points for that when I first heard him. But he left. So when he left after Holographic Universe, they had to find two guys to take over. Um, and we got Robert or Robert Carlson, who's the harsh vocals here, and Lars Ponkvist, who is the clean vocals. Uh, I gotta give I gotta give Lars a mention because he was my 200th follower on Twitter. He's the man. Um, as to why he followed me, I have no freaking clue because I sure as hell didn't ask for it. But he uh, maybe because I post a shit ton about scar symmetry. And, and as to whether he's the real Lars Palmquist, I have no idea. But anyway, um, so okay, you've helped me out. You've helped me understand death metal when in this particular song and what you've heard of it. Um, is this more death metal or is this more prog metal to you? Uh, I felt like I feel like this song is almost like a medium. Like this whole album is really a medium between with progressive metal and death metal with power metal elements in it. Like a lot of the choruses are very power metally in nature because they have they have a lot of just kind of more like sustained chords and like kind of like the more anthemic soaring sort of. Uh, uh, like feel to them, you know, like you would have an Iron Maiden album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they've got a lot of those elements to them. Uh, this, this album's like, it's just a medium between those, because it's really not like greatly that much of a death metal album. Like it's kind of, it's kind of sitting around with melodic death metal, like uh, At The Gates, or uh, well, always think of At The Gates, maybe a little bit of Carcass, later Carcass. Yeah, but uh, this is the progressive metal really mellows the death metal down in this album. So, like I said, it's, gotcha. it's about a meet somewhere medium between it. Like death, okay. death metal, I think it's my favorite genre because you can do so much with it and still retain the death metal qualities. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, yeah, like it's, it's it's so good. Like you can have death thrash, and you can still tell it's both death metal and thrash metal, or black and death metal, or. Even as much as I absolutely despise it, even deathcore. I hate deathcore and passion. <laughs> Anything. Suck. Their fans suck. They're a bunch <laughs> of fucking douchebags. God. <laughs> and I don't know why when we did covers, Mark was like, "Yeah, core bands." <laughs> and, then, and, and then I had to explain to the both of you that that was a band. Oh, dude! I'll never forget that night. I, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm still confused. But, but kidding me? That's a, that's a, that's a guy. I'm like, yeah, no way, no way. That's, yeah, that's a girl. No, we went back and forth sure? no, that no, shit for like wrong. 20 minutes, man. I, I'm still, like we I said, I'd probably still it. be talking about it right now if I could. We argued about that for like 20 minutes. I'm like, guys, I know what. <laughs> You mask like fucking feminine male voice sounds like in a core band. I've been around this for a while. Trust me, I'm a doctor. You do know your shit. I I will definitely give you props. You know your shit. But thank you, thank you. I actually did a presentation in that shitty class I had Thursday on. Uh, it was it was presenting and like if I'd create my own uh, like class or or it was like I had to just make a lesson. And use it a multimedia presentation with it. So I did like heavy metal 101. Oh boy, how was that received? It was well received. I am in a class full of black ladies. So that's not that's like the opposite of metal. Like it is because like it's hey, a very you did a white good job explaining it. That's all that matters, man. Because that's that's yeah. that's that's all that matters. 
yeah, it's a very white male dominated genre of music. But like uh, one girl was like, "You made me want to listen to it." The one girl was arguing with me that ICP is metal. I'm like, "They're ra- they're hip hop," and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Well, I don't want to say rap, but they're a rap group." Yeah, like, they you, you, not, they they have, yeah, it's that's mostly rap. They're I like, mean, granted, there is a little bit of guitar. You can hear a little bit of guitar in some of their stuff, but I mean, it's definitely but it's not even heavy enough to be metal. Nah, it's just like you rock. can't. You can't. I no, mean, but they I'm, were arguing. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was funny because I'm like, okay, like here's the real people with the face paint. I was showing him Immortal. I'm like, yeah, guys, just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, see, the first guy who did this, the reason he did it is because it looked scary and he wanted to look like a corpse because he was sick in the head. So, <laughs> yeah. He was. He uh he, he had the best suicide note ever. Sorry for firing the gun in the house. Uh sorry for the blood. Cheers. Wow. Yeah, Dead was fucked up. If if, if you want to learn, know more about Dead, go listen to the, the Mayhem podcast I did with a guy named Jesse. It's pretty good. It, I listen. I, I do remember that. I remember you guys talking about it. It's good podcast people. Go check it out for sure. Yeah, it was I was like, yeah, there you go. But, uh, yeah, this song here, I liked it. I had not really analyzed the lyrics any, but you're right. Just looking at them here, I'm like, what are we spiraling into here? Mm-hmm. But I, I do like the one line here, I chose transformation to mutate, recreate my being. You know, when you look at that idea, it's almost like uh, they're choosing to be their own god of sorts. True. Oh, well, there you go. Look at that. I will become the divine. That's in that song. Damn, I managed to fucking stumble upon their uh, the idea of the song by using <laughs> my own analysis and context clues. What's up, English? What's up, English class? Context clues. You know when the fuck last time I heard that freaking those two words together? Holy cow! Yeah, I use context clues. <laughs> That's right. He's tearing uh, it up. Right, yeah. I'm tearing ter- this shit up. I'm giving you all sorts of terms that you forgot about from elementary school. Uh, yeah. Speaking awesome. of things about elementary school, move on to the next song before, uh, yeah, don't you fucking step on the computer. <laughs> I'm threatening my cat. Okay, so here's the instrumental of the album. This is track number six, Children of the Integrated Circuit. Taking some time to 
you know, what they what they had said is this is a place to kind of break things up a little bit. If we've been furiously talking about these machines and and people who are um people who are, you know, against the machines and for the machines and the elite and all this and, and now now it's time to take a break because we're about to get in to our conclusion. We've got two songs left. Um what I you know, it's it's an instrumental, it's nice, it's slow. Um it's not extremely heavy for sure. It just feels kind of it feels kind of floaty, you know. Um and it's kind of there to relax and it's definitely a lot slower, slower pace compared to some of the other stuff. Um, and I, lo- I do love the fact that they, even though it's an instrumental, we're not telling part of the story here. The title is definitely in line with the story that we've been hearing. Uh, so I'll, you know, if anything, that that's uh, that I thought that was pretty damn cool. So that's that's pretty much all I have on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, of course they would pick something that was to the story. That'd be funny if they were just like, yeah, we're going to be in this deer and grow in the hair of an elephant's asshole or something. <laughs> Shiny happy unicorns. Yeah, or you could do what Halloween did in the 90s and name your album shit like Pink, Pink Bubblegums Go Ape. <laughs> those albums apparently weren't awful, but those names are so fucking stupid I would never admit to owning it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, then we can give we can give these guys credit for at least keeping uh, at least keeping it in line with the story. Because boy, if they would have done something like that, I would have been like, "What the hell are you guys thinking?" So I'm all right with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like this instrument. It was pretty good. It wasn't anything like too amazing, but it, it was a nice bridge. It was a nice breather before we hit like the ending of this the first part of this trilogy, you know, the new hope of sorts. <laughs> yeah. Or That's the right. Phantom Menace. Star Wars, or the Phantom Star Wars analogy. Or what? <laughs> or the Phantom Menace of sorts. Ooh. <laughs> I don't, I, I, Other uh, Star Wars. Yeah, that's, that's an insult. I totally bought that movie for a dollar, like two bucks the other day, just because I'm like, shit, at least I can, like, I'm almost complete, complete with the collection. DVD oh, or Blu-ray? I need the one that actually... Oh, just DVD. I was going to say, if you can pick it up for a buck on Blu-ray for sure, definitely, that'd be sweet as shit. No, nah, I got two bucks for like the two-disc DVD at a Goodwill. I haven't even tried although, to play it. I mean, although you think about how bad the movie actually is and you want to actually watch it in high def- high definition, I don't know if that say much says much for somebody that wants to do that or not. Oh, I, oh, oh, I don't care about high definition. I'm just interested in commentaries and special features. Oh no, kid! I've got the. I watched Gremlins a couple days ago, and I was so excited when I saw there was a. There's two commentary tracks on the disc that my buddy got hooked me up with. There's a cast and a. Um, uh, oh shit! The cast, cast and crew commentary, and then there's the um, production commentary. So, I'm I'm I actually. Oh, me too. You know, I was I was a, when DVDs first started coming out, Robert Cooper, back in the early 2000s. Um, my buddies, actually, I'm sorry, this was probably back in, oh, no, it was about 2000, because my buddy had, you know, a DVD player, and I was hanging out with him at college, we watched The Shining, I'd never seen it up until 2000, and then we was, then we watched The Shining, and I think it had a commentary track on it, um, that really excited me, because I was like, oh, man, you can talk, listen to these guys talk about, I thought, I found it very interesting, so interesting, in fact, 
Have you ever seen the movie Virus with Jamie Lee Curtis? Which one? It's called Virus. It's like a. It's no. about a computer virus. It's a sci-fi movie about them up on a space station. Horrible, horrible movie, dude. Just, just completely horrible. Um, but I watched that movie and I watched the commentary. <laughs> yeah, like I almost want to watch the Batman and Robin or listen to the Batman and Robin commentary because I've heard. <sighs> The end thing is Joel Schumacher shitting on the movie and apologizing for ever making it. <laughs> like, I that's, like, my, the best thing. Like, one all of my the favorites. interviews are, like, the cast and crew being like, oh, God, this shitty movie. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bat nipples have got to be brought up at some point. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, the movie with the most commentary that I've ever seen is Dodgeball. Really? got three commentaries it's got I, or I think it's got two commentaries and there's one that's hidden it's like every time uh white Dwight, uh, Dwight goodman snaps in the movie if you press okay on your remote it'll go to like a special feature ah easter eggs yeah it's a secret commentary with the director or with the writer and director so it's pretty cool so yeah okay awesome. i just looked at the clock we got 30 minutes so let's get okay get this shit back I knew I should have put it on 90 minutes, but I'm like, it won't take us this long. I forgot. It's me and Jesse. It's not me and Mark. Because <laughs> me and Mark, like, towards the end, he's like, all right, let's just speed this along. Me, I'm oh, just like, yeah, wrap, wrap, wrap. You could tell he's ready to rock and roll and get out of there at some point. He's just like, okay, all right, next track, next track. That last – uh, He's ready. I could tell he was just – he was done with uh, fucking shit not, so <laughs> – Oh shit! A cat or cat, cannibal corpse. Shit! You're already halfway through the fucking album, and I'm 20 minutes late. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, damn. All right, so yeah. Uh, next song, number seven, is called Neuromancer. Piece of shit, internet. 
What's it doing to you? God. That thing was so fucking choppy. Oh, I heard it did. It sounded good on my end. It sounded good. Oh, really? Mine was just like... <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a death metal song. As you could hear, it was very growly and had more of the heavier tone in the guitars and some sweet fucking blast beats. Yeah. So what do you... What, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about this song. First please day. do. Please do. Go for it, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I don't know what this class do with Neuromancy. Well, I, I kind of do, because if you look at Necromancy, it's like magic to bring the dead. This is like magic brain or some shit. But if you read the lyrics, it's talking about, uh, I mean, yeah, the thing that's said like a gajillion times in this song, eyes are the mirror of souls made in the shape of a flawed design. I will improve the divine, sing to a different tone. Like, this is a song about kind of like, I think the theme of this album actually is about, uh, uh, kind of th- this new person, this neo neo sapien of shit sorts, is like going to become a god and is rebuilding people in an image that he sees fit, very much like a uh, how people see, you know, humans as a reflection of the vo- of the face of God. He's going to be rebuilding people in his own vision and going to replace and improve upon the defects that he sees in humanity. Uh, this is uh, this is the song where he's just talking about, uh, you know, changing changing the world and rebuilding people and improving upon stuff and making AI and you know seeing that the eyes are the mirror of the soul. Well, now he's going to improve the eye and make it different. Yeah, what do you think? I love it, man. That's that's ex- you know that's exactly where they're going here. This song is my favorite song off of this album. Um, specifically for the fact of how fast it is. Um, the lyrics are awesome. Uh, story-wise, what we're getting here, just like you had mentioned, uh, and they say in here, Dawn of the Singularity. So we've got, we have right now in, uh, in this song, Machines Are Self-Aware. And this song is about them changing and it may not be up front. It may not be the you know the computers or AI coming to you and saying, "Hey, I'm self-aware. What can I do to help you?" Instead, they might be subvertly going in there and, "Oh yeah, you've just got yourself updated or with your new cyberpunk arm or whatever, but uh, and your your implants in your head, but they are now controlling things." on their end and I think in this particular this particular song is them showing that the AI is alive and they're changing not from not they're changing humans not by our whim but their own um so yeah just like you said Don, Don, eyes are the mirror of souls that's probably one of my favorite parts of this whole song is eyes are the mirrors of souls made in a shape of a flawed design. I will improve the divine, sing to a different tone. My favorite part of this whole uh, my favorite part of this whole song is that those two lines. Uh, it's showing them realizing that humans are not perfect. And again, I'll use my analogy of the Borg, the the you know, resistance is futile. Uh we will make you uh will make you better. And 
that's uh, that's t- definitely what I take out of this. But like I said, my favorite my favorite track. Let me see if I got any other notes on this. Uh, oh yeah, there's there's mention in here about how they these AI uh, or actually the people that are those who are controlling the AI have n- no and this is straight off of the commentary thing that I saw. They have no concern about the soul, no concern about religion. They're just like, boom, here's technology, and we're going to upgrade you. Um, so the people that are in, the people that are controlling the technology are, you know, I wouldn't say corrupt, but they just, you know, they they have no they have no concept of the human soul, uh, or if they do, they don't care about it. And of course, the AI is coming alive. Uh, one of the theories is that they've programmed this AI to kind of do something crazy, and that's what we're going to find out in the next in the next song. Yep, yep, that makes perfect fucking segue. I like <laughs> it. So, so uh, here's the last song. Let me make sure I can count this right. Technocalyptic Cybergeth. Did I get it? Go in. Oh, man, you are the man. Oh, thank you, thank you. If I knew this college degree would help something. just the finale i mean the 10 minute 13 second finale um there is so much crap going on in this song uh this is definitely one of those songs where i said it it felt like more more of two songs 
uh, that were kind of put together to tell the ending, you know, to the, tell that 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 final chapter of this of phase one. Um, I mean, first off, what we see in the song story wise is that the I mentioned about how they kind of reprogrammed or was putting some things in the technology to that might uh die uh, that might hinder us there uh you know, later and what is also going on at this time is remember how I had mentioned there is people who are there are people who are against modif- you know the technolo- technological modification and those who are absolutely for it 100% they mention in this song neo dystopia um so there people of earth are i wouldn't say at war but they are you know there's definitely unrest uh and a, a conflict that is either brewing or has already come into has already kind of started between those who are for it and those who oppose it um now what's happened here is that you know right from the Right, like in the, uh, I think in the the second set of verses here, they're talking about a line of signs first ignored, strike from the periphery. Now, my analyzation of that particular lyric is that this this is actually about the machines attacking or taking over and attacking humankind, um, and they're attacking in the middle in the midst of this great um, in the midst of this great conflict. The machines show up and start to try and wipe everybody out, and nobody's looking. It's the peripheral vision. That's the first thing I'm thinking. Of. It says, "Charge forth from the periphery, rise up from the ashes of their dreams. Charge forth out of obscurity, rise now from synthetic wounds and, and artificial birth." So these machines are coming up, and we're getting it, it, war is going to happen, or war is happening. Hence the title, techno ecliptic cybergeddon. Uh, Shit's going down on Earth, and uh, like I mentioned to you, very big Terminator feel to me. Uh, you know, that's one of the things I'm thinking of. Uh, but again, it's a long song. It feels like two songs that have mashed that are kind of mashed together uh, to tell to tell the story. Uh, you know, it, it's the AI coming to life, and it's time to wipe out humanity. So that's that's my take on it. Oh yeah, I could definitely dig that. Like looking through these, yeah, like like the thing that was repeated towards the end about counting days and your demise will be will be oh. as tears and rain lost in the void. Which I love that line because that image really it just proves like yeah, you're crying into into the rain. Nobody will know. And nobody will see it. Nobody will care. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, oh, see, we're talking about uh, mind potential or hiding behind new eyes. Remember those eyes that got rebuilt in the last song? Yup, they're back. <laughs> like, uh, like I'm, I might just go re-listen to this whole album, fucking liner note it myself. Like, yeah. Oh. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. What do you, I mean, let me ask you real quick. What do you think of the keyboards? Is that something that's prominent? In, that's not prominent in death metal. That's usually no, something that's, that's a death metal thing. Okay. It's usually uh, a progressive in, metal thing. That is something that Scar Symmetry is very known for. I mean, the keyboards. Um, and I think, yeah. honestly, that's something that grabs me about these guys and really makes me kind of – I gravitate to them. I like that sound. Um, and they – you know, that's 
you could hear some songs are very, very prominent with the keyboards. I think this one started out with the synth- the synthesizer of the keyboards. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, that's, some, that's something that I enjoy of this band anyway. But, uh, uh, oh, man, what else you got to say about it? Anything else you got to say on this song? Uh, yeah, it's... Like I said it's just a pretty it's pretty good though uh back to keyboards they are they're more of like a power metal rock, rock metal thing you don't find okay. them in the heavier genres unless you're looking for some a band that has a lot of atmosphere and keyboards to bring a lot of that but i mean a lot of melodic death metal bands use uh keyboards too so yeah keyboards are just the thing it's nice i like it but yeah this song it's, it's really well done this whole album i feel like we need to tell it Elrod Hubbard to fuck off and let's make a new religion based off this album. <laughs> uh, Rise of the Machines. I mean, I, you know, for I was very worried. You know, I'll go ahead and jump into my my closing pieces on the album here. I was very worried that when they said concept, uh, we were going to get something extremely different from what I've heard before. And when I begged you guys to please let, you know, please cover it or let me get on here and cover it with you, I was really, really scared it was going to be horrible. I I thought, oh, man, we're going to have another Black Sabbath on our hands or or something that's going to sound like utter crap and we're just going to tear it. No, wait a second, another Super Collider. Um, But as far as concept albums go, this is definitely not Risk from Megadeth. Uh, This is something that's, uh, you know, very... It's it, it 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 feels definitely like scar symmetry. I think the main con the the big concept here is the fact that we're doing a trilogy and we're hitting the first part of the story. Um, and I you know I have my theories on what the second album is going to be. I honestly they haven't said as far as I know. But I mean, where else can you go but to utter fucking war with the machines or trying to get the hell out. That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing that I can think is going to be the next logical step is them the next album being nothing but about the war against the machines and then of course the third album my guess is that it's going to be about um either the victory or the defeat. Either we're going to get our asses handed to us or the you know we're going to have a victory over the machines. So that's my that's my theory as to whether it pays off or not. I, I, that's the only logical steps I could see in the story that they have. Um, one one other thing I kind of wanted to mention that I picked up off of there was the fact that when they first were coming together about this album, I found this really interesting. They were actually planning on doing three EPs. I think that was Pear's uh, initial thing was like, hey, let's do three EPs and they'll be just be twenty five minute albums piece. Uh, but uh, when Henrik wrote the uh, synopsis, they were like, okay, this is definitely going to be a lot longer than that. So they just went three full albums to to, uh, to cover the story. Um, but as for an album, a Scar Symmetry album, I mean, a lot of people gripe about the last album that they had. I can tell you that, again, when I these guys were my gateway drug to... Uh, I guess Swedish metal or at least foreign metal. Um, I'm in. I, I I branched out from these guys. I got into soil work. Um, uh, Spiritual beggars was one. That, I mean, obviously that's not heavy metal. Too heavy metal, I guess you should say. That's more doom. But I, I these guys led me into so much more and broadened my horizons. 
because I enjoyed their music so much, I wanted to hear more, and I thought maybe that there were more from where they were from that could that it could lead me to, uh, and it did. It, it took me it took me there. But as for an album, this this particular album to me uh, kicks some serious ass. I like I said, I love the story, I love the sound. There's not a single song on this album that makes me go, eh, I'm not a fan of that one, because it's it all sounds good to me. Um, and there are plenty of bands out there, and I'll be honest with you, with, with you, I love Clutch. But there are a couple songs where I'm just like, okay, I can skip that song. Scar Symmetry rarely has any of those, if none at all, for me. Now, for other people, that might be a different story. Uh, but uh, this album, you know, I'll give it uh, 8.5 out of 10 if we're going to do it on a 10 scale. And I'm absolutely biased so you know because i love these guys so much um but that's my take on it man well, okay i got you i got you so uh let's see as for me uh keep, keep getting into the swedish bands totally like the old more death metal uh start with at the gates go from there hell eight at the gates had a new album come out this year so there you go i need to listen okay. to that album i'm a horrible person yeah, a lot of those melodic death metal bands. Like I haven't listened to very much metal at all this year. Too much work. Too much school. I'm a busy beaver. <clears throat> busy beaver. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we know a few girls who had busy beavers in high school. Hey, yo. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't but yeah, totally. Just looking at a lot of the Swedish bands. Hell, old Opeth is really good. If you like like progressive and death metal stuff. Actually, their last album was probably really. Their album this year was really good, so it was like a tribute to seventies prog rock. They're pretty much done making nice. death metal. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> but yeah, this album here it was very impressive. It makes me want to go look into more of their stuff. So I'm definitely going to be doing that. Like if I ever run across some more of their stuff, pretty cheap, I might buy it because I was I was impressed with the album. The concept the concepts here are really great. They're very, it's a very lush world that they've built in these eight songs. And I'm interested in seeing where it goes. I think we're going to have a war. I think we're going to have Terminator Rise of the Machines. Yeah. With Les, I you know, uh, Les Christian Bale freaking out on set. Oh, yeah, man. Don't get me started on that I shit. That, that, I hated uh, Christian. After I heard about that, I hated Christian Bale. After I almost, it almost made me not want to go see the movie, even though I did. That whole particular incident, I've I've never forgiven Christian Bale, Batman, whatever the fuck. I don't. Uh, Christian Bale's a dick. After I heard that, I just thought it was really funny. Personally, I like Christian Bale as an actor. Like I was like, that's pretty fucking funny right there. I like. You it. could tell I was I was personally upset. I was personally upset about it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, yeah, I like the album, 8 out of 10, maybe 8.5, we'll see. So, yeah, uh, plugs, 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 what you got? Plugs, hey, first off, I just want to thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on here, and like I said, like you said, throwing me a bone and giving me the opportunity to uh, discuss this album with you. Uh, you and Mark, you know, I've, I've always 
you know, I've, I, I'm, I'm always listening when I get the chance. So it's either live or it's uh, later in the week. I'm trying to get it, uh, the chance to listen to it. So, again, thank you guys very much for uh, letting me come on here and talk one of my favorite band metal bands of all time. Um, Plug-wise, uh, we've got, uh, you know, I was in, I was, I did source material over this past Monday, and we did it, it, it me and. Ben